Jesus said, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Welcome to the Evangelia Show. Hear life-changing testimonies from our paradise Cook Islands with your host, Mania Clark Mamanu. Welcome back again to the Evangelia Show. I am so excited to um, hear the testimony of my next guest. He is Daryl McElane. He's been in the Lord for over 20 years and he's, him and his uh, beautiful wife Claire live here on the island for about, uh, they've been here for about four years now. So Daryl, thank you so much for your willing heart to come and share your testimony with us today. I'm really looking forward to it. Great, thank you for having me. So uh, for you, you tell us your upbringing and, and your family roots. Okay, well, um, I was brought up in the Mormon church, believe it or not, so I was old enough to run as far away as I could from it, uh, which I did. Um, But I always knew that there was a God. And I watched a thing on TV years ago as a a child or young adult where a fish lays its eggs and then keeps the um, eggs in its mouth until the things are born and then they live in the mouth of the fish. And I used to think to myself, there's no way that sort of thing could happen from a big, big bag. So I always knew there was a God. I knew there was. I always knew there was a God. Um, and so, yeah, and I sort of found myself, even though after getting away from the Mormon church, dabbling. And um, I suppose that's the word you could use, dabbling. And dabbling so... In dabbling in... religion, life. Christianity, oh. God, that sort of thing. Can I ask, why were you running from the Mormon church? What, what was it that... At so that stage in my right life, here. at that stage in my life, I just was a young, very old male. I didn't want anything to do with Christianity or God, even though, was even it your though. Dad, your parents that took you along. Yeah, yeah, my parents were both Mormons, so. But I was at the age like 18, 19, 17, 18, 19, and we just wanted to get out in the world, and um, yeah, so it wasn't for us, and um, never will be. But yeah, we just didn't. Oh, at, that was the stage in life that we're at. We just wanted to do our own thing and. And, you know, so we did. So that's you talking about you or you and your siblings? Oh, me, probably my brother, yeah. He was about the same, so we just took off. So, yeah, but all, as I say, all the way through, I knew there was a God. And um, I still dabbled, if that's the word I could use, in religion or Christianity Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. So when Claire... Searching, yeah. Yeah. So when Claire went back to uh, England um, for six months, we met here. Oh, sorry, met in Australia and then... Claire went back to England for six months to see her parents, and I was still searching. And so I used to find myself sitting down the back of Catholic churches wow. through the week and blah, blah. And then um, one day I stumbled across a pe- Pentecostal church in Windsor, uh, and I started going there. And I was actually writing letters to Claire and saying, I'm going to church. And I think she sort of thought I'd gone mad. Wow. But anyway, um, and so that's I was going there on and off. And then this one particular Sunday night, the Holy Spirit unbeknownst to me I didn't know anything about it but the Holy Spirit was really moving in the service and I just went I just started bawling my eyes out and I just took off out of the took off out of the church under my mouth I thought what the hell was that excuse yeah. my French I thought I, and anyway the pastor came and asked me I said no no don't want to know and I walked off it was the Holy Spirit he was yeah. convicting me I didn't know that back then yeah. so uh, that's pretty much uh, my introduction to Christianity how old was that when you when um, that all took place? 23, something like that. 23, wow. 22, 23, 24, something like that. 
Why do you think you always were searching? You'd had a, a Mormon upbringing because your parents were, you and your brother. Yeah. Um, for you, that wasn't the place where you wanted to, to grow at all? Well, as I know now, everybody in this world's got a hole in their heart. And it needs to be filled with something, and that something is God. Mm. And so that's the reason I was searching because, wow. and I found it eventually. It took a while. Beautiful. Well, you you tell us. We love to hear how you encountered Jesus yourself. So you said, um, how old were you when you had this, you know, first your first sort of encounter with the Holy Spirit that left you. Well, then, as I say, I was about 23. I really didn't know what I had experienced, so I just sort of forgot about it. Lit mm -hmm. a cigarette and wandered off down the road, as Bob Dylan said, and um, that was the end of it. So, But then, at the age of about 30, I think, again, because uh, all the while, God was on my case, and he kept, you know, come on, Dale, what are you doing? Pull your socks up. Wow. It's beautiful. And, um, so, yeah, eventually, um, one day, he said to me, it was all... It was almost audible. He said, you need, you need to go to church. And I said, all right, that's what you want me to do. I'll go to church. So I went home and told Claire, I'm going to church tomorrow. And she nearly fell off the church. <laughs> what? You can't wear? So I thought to myself, where am I going to go? I don't know. There's a Catholic church here. or the, Anyway, there was a church up the road from us where we were living at the time. And we thought, I thought to myself in my carnal mind, oh, it's nice and close. We'll go there. So anyway, we wandered in there, and it was a Pentecostal church, and we both got saved there. And so, and then that's when the scales fell off my eyes, as the wow. Bible say. And um, um, yeah, and I realised that, that Jesus was real, and God was real, and yeah, and that's basically how I um, wow. sort of ended up in in the Lord. So. Can you remember what actually happened to you in that particular service? Uh, well, I was well, I wasn't convicted that God was um, real because I knew He was real, um, but. I, I'm a sort of fairly private sort of a person, and people said to me, "Oh, did you confess and give your heart to the Lord?" And I went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Claire did. I did. I went home, and that particular night, or might even the next day, I got down on my knees and said, "Right, oh Lord, if you are real," and I just felt His presence. And you know, you know, when you know, so the scales fall off your eyes. People, you have to experience God to know He's real. And until you experience, and I understand how the people that don't know God, because I didn't know God, and I was, oh, here come the God botherers and, you know, bashing Bible bashes and blah, blah. Until you get saved, and the, as the Bible says, the scales fall off your eyes, and all of a sudden you know that you know that you know He's real. Yeah. And so, He's real. There you are. Beautiful. So there you are on your knees asking, if you're real, what did you ask? Just come into coming to my life so he did and it's just that's what I realized that um, yeah, he did and uh, the rest was history and so did things in terms of priority how you're gonna live your life did it oh change? look for sure but we're all baby Christians yep. I mean the Bible says you, you know you gotta um, you're fed on milk and then you get solid food as you get older so I mean uh, we had a heart for the Lord and we always have but it was a learning process and so yes. we just over the years we just sort of worked your way through and, and you know, just got bigger and better, I suppose, is the word you could use in the Lord. But Implanted yeah. in different yeah, places? Yeah, we've, uh, we we got saved in um, Skabulcha, uh, sorry, Obed, which is now Skabulcha for Gospel. Very um, foundational um, 
biblic biblically found foundational church. Uh, you couldn't have got a better church to learn in, to to be bought in into and and fed on the word and on and on the gospel. And then, like uh, a lady prophesied in our church not long before we left, she felt like they were left. And she said, "We almost felt like we're arrows." Um, Wow. from a quiver shot out now we've actually had our foundational training in this church and i thought that's that was very um profound what she said um so we did actually move on uh, i think the lord called us now you've had enough time here you need to go somewhere else we went to kabulcha full gospel uh sorry to um city point i forgot the name city point so city point church in kabulcha so we were there for um seven years or so wow. until we came to raro so yeah how did God speak to you about moving here? I don't think he spoke to us because I don't think we really asked him whether we wanted whether he wanted us to go. Um, it was quite funny because as Claire said, we were here and we're actually having a meeting at the Edgewater and I just said to Bob, because I love Rara as well, mm. and Claire had been here 26, 27, 28 times. She used to come home, oh, Rara, Rara, oh, yeah, yeah. It's always, every time she came up from somewhere, she wanted to live there. Oh, I want to live in Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the first time I came to Raro, I got off the plane and I said, I said, yeah, so I see what you can mean. I reckon I could live here too. I just liked the place. I really did. It was, it feels like about 50 years behind the rest of the world. It was just that island time, gorgeous mm. place to live. So anyway, we're at Edgewater having a meeting with the general manager and the sales manager. And I just said to Bob at the time, I said, you haven't got any jobs going, Bob, have you? And he said, as it, has, as it happens, he goes, I'm looking for blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay. And after the meeting, Claire said, where did they come from? I said, I don't know. I just felt to say it. So then I said to her, well, I said, what do you think? Would you like to live in Raro? And she said, well, look, to be quite honest, you've got your own business. People think in business you're making a million dollars a week and you're only working 20 hours. And you know, it's hard work. And Claire done it for 10 years. And I said, what do you think? Do you think we should um, give it away and go to Raro? So obviously we were being called here. Well, that time I didn't know it. And we yeah. sold the business two weeks, a week before Christmas. So... Um, and we just everything just seemed seemed to just spiral, and everything with doors were opening and fall into place. Yeah, before yeah, falling into place, and before you knew it, we were here. It's like a surfer going to those barrels on his surfboard, spat out the other side, and we're in Raro. So we decided to come to Raro in October, November. We were here in March, so four, or five months, yeah. six months. Yeah, it was obviously a God thing. So. Yeah, that's why we're here. So and um, so since you've been here, how has the Lord been? Um, you know, have you experienced miracles, signs and wonders? You know, you've planted at Celebration Church. You know, well, how's your journey been? Uh, oh, <laughs> rocky. Yes. But yeah, it's up and down, but it's I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. But um, all the while, you just got to keep your eyes on, focused on him and mm. and not the um, the ways of the world. And yeah, we've been planted at Celebration since we've been here. It's a great, great church, um, Holy Spirit filled. And our mm. pastor's phenomenal, Jonathan Cargill. Uh, and he not only preaches the word, but he lives it the way he preaches it. And if you want to mm. see, you want to see someone as close as you get to Christ, as Christ, you'll see Jonathan and people at that church. They're beautiful people, mm. spirit-filled, lovely, uh, and we love a church, we really do. And so um, we're not going anywhere in a hurry. So that's mm. where we're staying. Beautiful, and. Um, so just recently, there's been the um, Celebration <coughs> Church Impacting the Nations Conference. Mm -hmm. It was um, over five days, um, Holy Spirit-filled preachers and prophets from around New Zealand, uh, Christchurch mm. uh, coming, and you know over you know four to, over 400 people there. Absolutely. 
did God minister to you? Did he, you know, bring healing or undoing or breakthrough for you? God's always talking to me, so um, I wouldn't say healing. Um, breakthrough? I'm not really sure. Um, as I say, I really sense his presence there. Uh, he's doing a work in me. I won't get into what he's doing, but um, I say we're all a work in progress. So, but yeah, it was um, it was a fantastic time. It was a great time to be there. So, have you had time to reflect on what he's been saying to you? Or? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and I, I think back about you know um, what was said through the speakers, and it was all just uh, it was an anointed conference. And I think I shared a celebration too about impacting the nations was the conference i thought to myself it should have really been called maybe encounter conference because we really didn't speak about going out into the world like the bible says to preach the gospel but then i thought well you need to be ready uh and you need to have a heart for the people and i know that the holy spirit's always given me a heart for the people mm. and uh, he continued to do that and um and as i say you can't go out with the holy spirit without the holy spirit and so i think that's where um where we're sort of where he's lining us up if that makes sense that uh, totally makes sense about um the holy spirit wanting to line us up mm. and being effective out there to impact nations with mm. with with the gospel you mm. know and god says it's not by power by might but by his spirit you know that he'll exactly. accomplish anything was there any particular message that really stood out for you or you know you feel that you'd like to share with our listeners today uh well once again um don mack um he's a fairly good evangelist and if anyone wants to come to our church this sunday or next wednesday i think don mack is actually sharing uh he's uh i think jonathan referred to him as one of the top evangelists in um in new zealand but um just the way he had the power of the Holy Spirit to just speak, speak to people and, and minister. And yeah, I won't get into the stories. If you want to hear all about it, come and hear him. But um, phenomenal. And I think, you know, once again, as I say, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to minister uh, and have that, have, yeah, have that power. So to share the word of God mm. and talk about Jesus and his love. For those that are listening out here, I want you to share with them that something he would have spoken, that he spoke to, um, at the conference that will be i mean he said many things but you feel would be real encouragement for the listener and a message uh, encouragement for them to actually come along this wednesday coming uh, or next sunday to celebration church okay so uh, as i say he's he's always always spoken to me about the lost Before I became, before I got saved, I hated people. I had no time for them. And if I, if I only, if I never saw another living soul outside of my wife, I really couldn't care less because I just didn't like them. And I think when I got saved, that changed. And it's beautiful. I see people now lost in darkness. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm far from perfect, but I mean, we're all, we're all broken, we're all a work in progress. And so, but these people need to know that there's more to life than just whatever they're doing. And, um, yeah, so I think the Holy Spirit is just, and I mean, lots of times in my life I find, 
I, I, want, I do share the gospel, but then I also find that when I do start to share the gospel, the enemy shoots me down because it's just—it's a spiritual battle where it's not—it's not earthly. It's between powers and the Bible talks about powers mm-hmm. and principality, principality. So it's a thing. But as I say, I think God's just telling me just keep on keeping on and just press into me. And you know, you cannot do anything without me. You can do nothing and and all that sort of stuff. And so that's where I'm just keeping on, keeping on. But yeah, I think. The, the um the lost and there's a world lost as i said on sunday impacting the nations ratong is a nation new zealand's a nation who needs to pack up and go to afghanistan to preach the gospel yes. we've got people that need saving right here in this country so yeah. and i think maybe that's why god brought us here i sometimes wonder what a papa is going to do <laughs> in a country full of ratongans or cook islanders but no maybe there's a there's a reason so well, I believe it will definitely start with having a heart for people. For sure, yeah. Oh, that's mm. definitely, and especially what gives God even more the glory is that they're not, you know, they're not Irish and they're not Aussies, you know, even though that could be in the number here as well, but they're, a, they're another people from another land. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, mm. that's, that is even more amazing and miraculous. Mm. Um, so... In saying that, what would be your vision for Rarotonga, for the locals here? What would be your vision for the outer islands? Have you thought about that? When we first got there, at our church on the wall there, we've got written, we did have it, it's going to go back up again, Rarotonga will be saved, uh, and that, that's a prophetic statement, and that's you know something after my heart, and the outer islands will become saved, and then like these people go back to New Zealand, they share with their neighbours, uh, with their friends and family in New Zealand, and as like in New Zealand, like my, my Pastor Murray said at the conference, we've got all different nationalities, we don't need to go around the world, we've only got a, we've got Afga- Afghanis, we've got Chinese, we've got every um, ethnic um, mm. minority, majority, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say, that you can think of, so yeah, people groups, so yeah. we share the gospel with them, they get saved, they go to China to see their parents and you know, all their friends and family, and that's that's sort of, that's impacting the nation, and I think that's the way it's it's going to work. So It's so true, and Murray, mm. he's the um, he's the pastor, the head pastor for um, Celebration that's correct, in yeah, Christchurch, yeah. in yeah. Celebration Church. Yeah. Um, man, that's so exciting. So the cool thing about that, what you said about being in, in your own, where you're staying and, and ministering to nations where you are, is that 75% of the GDP for the Cook Islands is tourism based. So we get a whole lot of tourists uh, and we'll be getting more from you know, mainly New Zealand and Australia, but mm. we'll be getting some from America and, mm. and um, Europe and, um, and so on and so forth. So even here, you know, you'll have tourists and, and yeah, anyone exactly. and everyone yeah. anyone who wants to listen to me and it, you know what I'm really believing brother the uh. so Holy Spirit is going to set you up in situations or even in your workspace you think I might be preaching on street corners I wouldn't be surprised yeah, or or could be just you know through natural yeah, I think meeting of people that God will open and, that, and that's where it comes. I think if you're standing on a on a street corner, I'm not saying it's not the thing to do. I mean, the disciples did it, but I mean, I think there's um, times and place for everything. And I mean, you just bump into someone in the market, and you get chatting, and blah blah blah, mm. and you don't know what their situation is. You say, "I go to celebration church." I'm, you know, so yeah. 
Or does she yeah. attest to me? Or whatever, or God yeah. Or lay something exactly, down, yeah, yeah. down the beach. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's just like, I think the Holy Spirit, and he, he does lead me at times to talk to people and I, I chicken out. I was actually read, read something the other day that actually grieves the Holy Spirit, so I have to repent of that. But, um, but yeah. But, hmm. Well, I, as obvious though is your willingness. I mean, God has been on your case for years and you're here and he's given you a heart for people even mm. though it's hard and he's you know you you spoke to the fact that he's been speak saying to you you know look at me depend on me yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. be not on lead not on your own understanding mm. fantastic what um in in your line of work and where you are placed today you know where has god placed you in terms of what you do here on Mount Island? Well, once again, I think um, just to share the gospel. I mean, I'm talking to different people all the time, so, um, and I must admit, I've only done my little job at the moment for a few months, and once again, I probably haven't been as bold in the Lord as I could have been, but I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to share the gospel um, with people that I run into every day of the week. So, mind you, when I say that, there's plenty of opportunities for everybody to share the gospel, mm -hmm. not only my job, but any, any job that anyone's in. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, so. But coming back now, we're back in, in Rarotonga, been here a, a week or so. Mm. You know, what what are the things, the messages that have been resonating or, or speaking to your heart? From the conference? Yeah, and, and have you noticed any shifts or any changes in, in what you're doing or what you want to do from this point, from the conference? Yeah, I've... Uh, I don't really want to share so much what I, what I want to do, but... Uh, I just think like, I mean, as I said before, we're all, we're all a work in progress and someone asked me, why have you come to the conference? I just want more of Jesus and I want more of the Holy Spirit. And I think there's no hard and fast answer to that question because, as I say, we're all a work in progress, but I just find that um, yeah, he's always talking to you and there's always um, more that you can be learning from him. And I mean, I know he's real and I've just basically been reassured. That, well, not reassured, what's the word? Yeah, it's just a... Uh, what would I say? Um, a refreshing. It's refreshing. A time of yeah. refreshing in the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And I think it's changed me, and I, I, I really couldn't say how it's. Well, I know how it's. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but, but I've been changed. Trust me, I have been changed. Fantastic. That's good. So, in closing, if there is anything you would like to share with our listener, a word of encouragement, maybe a scripture or anything on your heart to our listeners there you know um oh are your are your family have you are your fa is your family still alive your parents or uh, my parents are both um both passed on now um i got a br two brothers still alive in australia one's born again uh, on fire for god the other one i'm not sure um i think he went to church i uh, went to christian church when he was younger but i'm not sure but yeah yeah, so, yeah. I just ask if you if you have thoughts for your own family, you know, siblings or nieces and nephews. I only have one brother that's not saved. I must admit, I do occasionally pray for him, but not often. He <laughs> just pops into my heart, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. So my other brother uh, is in the Lord big time. So yeah, it's a good thing. It's good encouragement mm, for you, mm, eh? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, coming back to this, um, you know, something a word of encouragement for our listeners. Oh uh, yeah, look. <laughs> Everybody needs Jesus. You don't know it. You don't know it yet, but you do. And um, I just, I just encourage people to just, you know, seek him out and and find out all about him and 
um, because he's coming back and I think he might be coming back sooner rather than later. And the Bible says, if you're not for me, you're against me. And the Bible also says, but the Bible says, if you believe in me, confess in my... Well, John 3.16, the famous um, scripture, for God so loved the world, he sent his only son, that all believe in him will not die, but ever have, not perish, but have everlasting life. And also in Acts, it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. So that's basically what you've got to do. It's not rocket science, but just come to the Lord. You just, I just ask everyone to come to the Lord. If you would like to discuss this testimony more, contact celebrationrarotonga.com website or Celebration Church Rarotonga Facebook page. And to hear other life-changing testimonies, subscribe to Te Evangelia Show podcast and on Spotify. Kia meta kito ora e kia manuia. Ie koko!